You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> wow. Way to start out our 80th episode. Blood <laughs> out. Oh, my God. Way to start out our 80th episode. Ooh, the big eight. Oh. 80. Close to your age than mine. <laughs> that is factually correct. I cannot believe we are on episode 80. Like, that's a lot of episodes. That's, I mean, the 80s were great. Right? Uh, the 80s were pretty fantastic. Although, you know what? Like, if you watch an 80s movie now, and like some of the classics, like whatever they are, you know, comedy, action, whatever, they're still good. And then it's surprising how sexist and racist they are. That's <laughs> incredible. Think about all the commercials back in the day. Right. Of, I remember seeing something for Johnson & Johnson about children with Down syndrome, and the comment was like the R word. I won't even say it because it's super offensive, but I was like... <laughs> That, that's the shit that just nobody cared. It, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do in the evening. Right. Okay. And you then know, the internet came. And then right. people were like, whoa. You it's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like, um, I was watching, um, I was watching, I uh, mean, my daughter were watching this movie. It was called, um, I'm having to fix the sound because I'm, I'm getting some feedback, some little like little buzzing like that it's not coming for that can you hear it jen i can hear you but i cannot hear the bounce okay the, she can't the hear the buzzing so that's nope. that's fine can I have a little water when you come back i'm sorry my little stage help is just they're not on the ball tonight <laughs> <laughs> okay like so we were watching a classic movie um I, I, now I can't even think of the name of it, but it was sort of like set in Los Angeles and it was sort of a space kind of movie, a future Los Angeles or something. And there was these weird little robots and everything and everything. The movie was just going along, you know, some cheesy sci-fi kind of stuff and a little comedy and stuff. And then at one point, this little robot comes and these people are just on the street, like some homeless people and there's like little fires out of garbage cans and this kind of stuff. And then a robot comes by and and there's two ro robots. And one of the robots starts talking like an exaggerated black guy jive talking, right? Just, just <laughs> and then this other robot, which was like a white guy robot, he just calls the guy the N-word with the hard R. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> there was—I mean, I think it's before it had to start in the fifties. I remember, and I don't know—I do not know why this is so ingrained in my mind. But I, I, the ad—I don't even know who it was for. Maybe okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think really hard because I remember okay. seeing the picture, and it was like something about she can have a tummy and still look yummy and it was like it was it was like for chubettes which i don't even know what chubettes were <laughs> you would not see that today 
Are you kidding me? Yummy and have a tummy. I'm okay. gonna have to look it up, but I don't know why. I think when you do when when you're in marketing sometimes and there's somebody that does presentations about marketing and advertising, I think it must have been in a presentation that someone said, Look how far mm -hmm. we've come, or I don't know, something along those lines. But yeah, it's incredible to think of the 80s and what they got away with and what would not be tolerated today in this you day. know what I, I i saw this we watched this movie i think it was 80s but it may have been the 90s but it's it's when Kiefer sutherland he he's like the invisible man it's like a remake yeah. of the invisible man yeah. and it's Kiefer sutherland i think and elizabeth shoe Okay. Like, like they're the scientists and it, like it's like an updated invisible man and the whole movie, all he does is just rape her. Like that's it. As as invisible. Like that's the whole premise of the movie. That they have this fantastic science, and he just goes, "Well, since, since I'm invisible, the thing I'm going to do is go rape my assistant." Like, <laughs> was that Kiefer Sutherland or Kevin Bacon? Oh, that's not the same guy. What the hell? <laughs> I think oh. it's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Sorry, Keeper. Oh my. Okay, so I Kevin Bacon. Yes, okay. yes. And that's the whole movie that him just just assaulting her. Like that's it. That's the whole premise. And eventually, they want to kill this guy because he's invisible. But that's it. I thought, you know, you just wouldn't make that movie today. No, 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 no. Because that's that's women doing real life shit. Speaking right? of women. And and speaking of women and taking back control of their bodies, can we just give a shout out to the states that Democrats showed up and voted motherfucking oh. Republicans out? Ohio, Pennsylvania, Houston, uh, Virginia, oh, Virginia, Kentucky. Yes, and yes. And like, you know what? Everywhere where abortion was on the ballot or as, as an issue... Everywhere that was, Democrats won. And you know why? Because for the last like 20, 30 years, by an overwhelming majority of Americans across the political spectrum, and I think the last poll I saw was 70% of Americans agree that abortion should be legal and safe. Like it, it's, it's not really a divisive issue. 70% of the people believe this. But the extreme wing of the Republican Party, they do not. And so they just keep trying to put these really awful laws in place. And Democrats go, look, you either like in Ohio, it it lost in Ohio. And they tried to they did two things. A few months ago, they tried to make it so that to prevent abortion from from to prevent legalized abortion, you have to pass something where like 60 percent of the vote. And then the voters were like, no, hell no. So they voted that down. And then for this election, they tried to do this little thing that it happens every now and then where if you vote yes for something, it really means no. You know how they try to fool people? And yes. so Ohio did that and they still lost. They, they just flat out lost. And you know what? And they should have lost. Like yep. people think this should be it. And so, yeah, they lost. They lost in Ohio, and Ohio also legalized weed. So you know they were having a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Babies and smoking weed all night long. <laughs> and you know what? Look, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I've never been a weed smoker. I've never smoked weed in my life, and I think it should be legal because 
we smokers are not shooting up schools, right? And they're not robbing bars and liquor stores. Yeah. And they're, they're not there. All they're doing is helping the fast food economy because they yeah. snack and munch. <laughs> That's what I call. <laughs> now, I have a family member that likes to partake in the plant. <laughs> and I call him Captain Crunch when he's done because it's... <laughs> There is a massive amount of crunching and bags opening. <laughs> I mean, someone needs to study that. Like, what is the relationship between, you know, smoking some weed and then, you know, within 15 to 30 minutes, they need something crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Salty, whatever. They're just hungry. Oh, my God. So I am that yesterday was a successful day. It's actually it's pretty funny. Not funny, but. It is quite interesting that the Republicans thought by placing the Supreme Court justices that are in place right now that overturned Roe versus Wade, that it yes. would be start of the revolution to turning us into Handmaid's Tale. But, you know, yes. the voters showed up, even with the amount of uh, roadblocks along the way, they fucking showed up. Right? It's Look. incredible. Look, there were roadblocks. Um, so we we talked about this before. How, how, and I don't know if we put it in these terms, but one party tries to make it easier for citizens to vote, and one party tries to make it harder for citizens to vote. And in Mrs. if we take Mississippi for example, Mississippi in the precincts where eighty three percent of the black people voted all the voting places ran out of paper ballots. And in Mississippi, you can only do paper ballots. Like you can't mail things in. It's very restrictive. And they ran out of ballots within one or two hours. And all of the polling places had to request uh, more ballots like every hour. Now, the ballot distribution system is controlled by Republicans. So they purposely, they only provided them with up to 60% of the ballots that all of them requested. And so they ran out very fast. And instead of giving them thousands more, they would give them a few at a time and making requests more. And so you had long lines at these places because people couldn't vote. Black people, very specifically, Black people could not vote. And so then the Democratic Party of Mississippi requested an emergency decision from the judges to extend voting hours while Republicans contested that with judges saying not only should voting hours not be extended, we should not be required to give any more ballots and we should close voting right now. And so this went on for just about an hour or so, but then eventually the court said, okay, that's enough. They just shut it down. And what was on the ballot was um, the governorship. A, um, a Republican governor versus a Democratic governor. And the Republican won by just a couple of points. And the couple of points differences were those black people who were not allowed to vote. Wow. And so you will hear things where people will say, like Mississippi, okay, it's Republican. And then when you hear people say, well, it's not really Republican. It's only Republican because of what voter suppression and gerrymandering. Well, this yesterday was voter suppression. So you have, because Californians typically don't understand the South and Southern voting because we have it so easy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
and not just us, us, Oregon, um, Washington, every every registered voter gets a ballot in the mail here. We all get a ballot. We don't even have to go to a polling place. It all comes in the mail months ahead of time with instructions, blah, blah, blah. We get all that. But if we do go to a polling place, it's in our neighborhoods, right? It's not very far. You go in, there's people there. It's very simple. It's not like that in the South. And so over the past 20 years, they've closed polling places in the South. There's fewer. There's fewer specifically in the in black neighborhoods, right? And they outlawed all these things like if there's lines, you can't take people water, even though they had to go to the Supreme Court to shut that down. And you couldn't drive people there. You couldn't, you can't vote on Sundays anymore. You can't vote, there's no polling place on college campuses. So wherever there are black people specifically, and then secondarily young people, they made it very restrictive. And so the latest was on the day of voting, they made sure there were not enough ballots where, where people vote. And so you go, well, if those people have been allowed to vote, then Mississippi would have a Democratic governor. And then, okay, so, so to the people that say, well, there's no difference in the parties. Well, look at this. Mississippi has, since Obama's been in office and the um, Affordable Care Act, what we call Obamacare, since that passed, Mississippi has refused to expand Medicare, so that more people get health care. So Mississippi has some of the worst health care outcomes of any state in the nation because Republicans, they hate Democrats and they hate Obama so much that they decided we're not going to expand it. And they are leaving billions of dollars that the federal government said, we're going to give you these billions of dollars so that your, your citizens have health care. And Mississippi governor and their legislature, because they're dominated by, uh, quite frankly, they're dominated by white men, Republicans, they've said, no, we want no part of that. So that is the difference in those few votes that when those black people couldn't, were not allowed to vote last night, they couldn't get a Democratic governor. They kept this guy named Tate Reeves, I think, and they know he's corrupt and they know this whole system was corrupt, but it's in place. And so this one, you know, I, I've said this before about harm. It's, it's not just Black people in Mississippi who don't get this extra health care. It's poor white people, too. But not only does the governor not care, because as long as Black people can't get something, they're happy, right? Uh-huh. Even if it means harming white people. But here's what gets me, Jen. The overwhelming majority of white people in Mississippi vote Republican. Even the poor people, even though it's harming them. Because as long as they harm Black people, they don't even care. It is so twisted. And it's been proven time and again, even with the, even with the Affordable Care Act, if you, all the surveys have said, if you go to a poor white person and say, will you vote for, for health care that gives you this, 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 and this? And if they call it Affordable Care Act, white, poor white people will say overwhelmingly yes. If they call it Obamacare, they overwhelmingly will say no. And it's the same thing, the exact same thing. It's just if you attach a black man's name to it, they're going to say no. Not only do they not want it, they want anybody else to get it. That's that that that's a sickness. That's a sickness. It is right, but I mean, that is crazy. Anyway, I'm going to rant on that. But yes, no, so the election was the elections across the country across the country were 
extremely successful, successful for Democrats. And this will tell you that all those pre-election polls that kept saying Democrats are bad, Biden is bad, you know, Democrats are going to lose, all that stuff was just noise and it was wrong. It was all wrong. I mean, we see we see that with the Palestinian and Israeli war happening right now, right? We see yes. misinformation galore. And, you know, it's funny mentioning yes. that. I know we've talked the last two weeks about the genocide happening. And um, it's what I want to say about the voting is that although people are not in the right headspace right now because they, they feel helpless and you know, they're, they're sitting on the sidelines watching something they can't stop. They yes. still showed up and voted because it was so important to yes. our democracy, right? Like, yes. because I think there's a wake up call to think I live in a country that I have that right to vote and I don't want to be in a country like that. Now, I don't think we'd ever get to that as America, but right. it, there is some sort of validation to say, I don't want to get to that. I want to sleep safely at night. Right. Right. And I don't want That's somebody a great to have point. control over my body. I don't want somebody to tell me when and when I cannot um, choose to do something with my body. If I want to smoke weed, whatever the choice may be, keeping those rights. I mean, because you, you and I have had this conversation that we're not really a free country. We don't have free speech because if you say something that is wrong, you could be sued because you gave misinformation. Like we don't. We live in a country that doesn't have to worry about you know being blown up every night which yes is yes and that's not just palestine and israel like we yes. know that there's a lot of genocide happening across the globe um but we there's some there's some thought that i'm getting myself to the polls because i get the opportunity to do so that's that's exactly right that that i, I wrote about that in my blog um on medium today that um and it's titled Palestine, Hamas, and nonviolence. And my um, the broad point of it is that uh, Black Americans showed that, and Dr. King talked about this, that there was no avenue for Black people to take up arms in this country to effect change. There was no avenue for that, like at all. So I'm talking post-Civil War. Like there were people who said there should be a, another civil war, black people to take up arms and just cause, you know, an insurrection and, and do it that way. And there were civil rights leaders even before Dr. King, but when he came around, he said, you know, there's no way to do that. Like there's a, there's not enough of us. Right. And we would not win a war inside this country with this military and this government. It just, it was an impossibility. So he said, the 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 method is already there. It is, and he spoke about this a lot, that you have to make this country honor its agreement that's written in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and in the laws across the land. If you just do that, you will work towards equality not every, and equity. Not everybody liked to hear that. You know, I call them the keyboard revolutionaries, but it's a fact that that is the way to affect change. And people say, well, you know, it's not pretty, it's not fast, you know, and it's not, it's not glamorous and all that, but it is, right? When you see those marches, and it wasn't just black people, it was, it was Latino, Hispanic people, it was Asian people, and it was Jewish people who were marching to affect change in this country. And 
It was a struggle. It's incremental. It's slow, but it does. It did and does happen. And so my my one of the points of my thesis uh, of my of my article was that you protest is effective, but civil unrest is not. And so there were people pro Palestinian people who were painting the gates outside the White House, who were, you know, they they did some things to an Eisenhower statue around World War II memorials. And I was thinking, you know what? That doesn't work in America. It doesn't work. And there are very distinct responses to civil unrest in this country. So one is, if you are Black a minority, so we had marches and all that, right? But we also had the FBI who systematically murdered all the Black Panthers, most of the Black Panthers, right? And we had that type of civil unrest. But we also had January 6th, right? And so January 6th, there was no police or military response to that, right? And we also had Black Lives Matter that had a that had a protest outside the White House before January 6th, when Donald Trump was still president, and he had the military there, armed to the hilt, on the steps of the Capitol, hundreds of National Guard and military standing there in full stormtrooper outfits because it was Black people marching. And so my point is, there is a different response when there's Black people protesting or minority people protesting and when there's White people protesting who took over the Capitol and nothing happened. Except one white lady got killed. Because if there's anybody going to be killed, it's going to be a woman. And in that instance, it was that Ashley Babbitt lady, right? Yep. So my big point to people who are pro-Palestine, if you want to protest and march and boycott and make your voices heard, there are ways to do it to affect change and draw attention. But the long-term strategy to get the most changes, and the only way that it has been proven in this country to work is you have to vote. That's it. You have to vote. Because the president doesn't decide what to do. The people decide by voting for representatives and senators who can then approve or disprove what the president's going to do. And it's not, as I was saying, it's not quick. It's not glamorous, but it, it is the only way you're going to do it. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm glad people showed up. I, um, Me too. I'm so glad people showed up. It, it just puts a little bit of, I don't want to say relief as we think as we go into 2024, you know, I don't want to say relief because we thought back in 2020 right. that Hillary Clinton would win. We just were thought, who could, why, how could Trump win? And we wake up the next right. day and here we were. In and this, that fucker like, was president. Yeah, that fucker was president, even though she got 3 million <laughs> popular vote. So right. it's just, uh, I know we, I know we won't spend a lot of time um, talking about Palestine and Israel, um, the death toll continues to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, t- you and I had a conversation because I posted something from uh, just some, I guess, some data. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was just more of the death toll. And, and yeah. you know, somebody pro-Israel uh, responded back to to me talking about you know, I think you need to educate yourself, which was my first initial reaction would say, I'm a little, I'm offended at the fact that you don't think I'm educated. Right. And and that I'm, that I'm literally 
learning as I go, and I think a lot of people are, some people haven't been involved in this conflict for the past 80 years. And, you know, we're all learning along the way. And there was a part of me during that conversation that I wanted to react, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, we have an ability, I do, that I want to defend myself. And something I've learned in just in my career um, in leadership is that feedback is a gift. And so I reached out to you and I remember, you know, you gave me some good thoughts uh, behind the person's reaction or statement. And then I just thought, I'm going to respond with kindness. Like, listen, and you said it, you summed it up perfect. No matter what side you're on, no matter if you're pro-Israel or pro-Palestine, the issue is I don't stand for killing, no matter what that looks like. Right? Like, I mean, how simple is that? Huh? Like, that's, that's what I stand for. So, yes, do I stand with Palestine and the amount of civilians that are just being just tortured daily? And do I stand with Israel when terrorists are killing Israelis? Of course I do, because I don't stand with killing like that's right, where i right. that, that i think that's where my standards are. And, and you know what's interesting about that that there will be people on the different sides who'll be mad at that response right like you said I, i'm just I, i'm for people staying alive and i'm for people not being killed and but people want you or us or, or someone to just take a hard side and and you know what um, there are nuance to these things. And President Obama spoke about it very eloquently and he wrote about it. He said, look, he said, look, Israel deserves a, a, a country and, and safety and security. And you know what? Palestinians deserve the same thing. They do. And you, you can say that you support, he didn't say this, and I'm saying this. He, he, he said, you can support Palestinian people and not support Hamas. And and he, I don't know if he said this. I'm gonna say it, and other people have said it. You could support the Israeli population and not support their asshole right wing leader um, Benjamin Netanyahu. Like I want that guy out of office. He's the Trump of Israel, and I don't support that guy. And I don't support how he's conducting his little war, and I don't support a lot of shenanigans he did. That guy's a fucker. Um, but I, but I, like you just said, I don't want Israeli people to die. And I don't want Palestinian people to die. But you know what? I don't like Hamas. Those fuckers need to be gone. Yep. Right? And so, and even saying that, Jen, there are people mad at President Obama, former President Obama, over just saying, you know what? He basically said what you just said. I don't want people to die. <laughs> I just don't want people to die. And it's very, and and talk about the, the deep-rooted Christians. There are Catholics and there are Lutherans and there are Muslims, whatever religion you are, that are not the deep Christians are thinking this is the way that God wants it to be. To me, that is absolutely astounding. Like I, and to stand behind using Bible verses, I'm I'm sorry, right. Mythical stories um, to validate that, that children can be, that we can create a genocide. It's just, you really see who comes out of the, it's very similar to, I don't, I don't want to compare a genocide to Trump, but it's very yeah. similar to the unfriending pieces, uh, uh, the unfriending piece in which those that voted for Trump were so 
adamant and angry at the fact that you would challenge it, that you could not, you no longer, because of my value system, if you voted for him, you did not align with my value system. We cannot be friends. That's very hey. similar to what's happening with this Israeli-Palestine conflict or genocide, I keep saying. Right. Is that they are, people are saying, if you don't like what I have to say, then unfriend me. Like, dude, I, right? I, I, don't, I don't know what you're, chowder, like just chill right? for a second and stand with me on, on saying that, listen, all killing is bad. <laughs> right, let's say that. And, and it's interesting because President Obama said something else really interesting. He said, you know, we have to move to a place where we can disagree with each other and recognize the humanity of the person that we're disagreeing with. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, like, like if someone says to you, women don't have a right, you know, over their body and they don't have, they shouldn't have a right to vote and that kind of stuff. They, if they deny your very humanity, you don't have to have pleasant conversations with them. Right? Like, like I, there's no reason that I have to expose myself to someone who doesn't believe that I'm equal because I'm black. Like, okay, we're done there. But over, you know what? We're not at war. The United States is not at war. There was a war. There are wars, and it was the biggest two that that are that are a part of the American discussion because of our support for either Ukraine or Israel. Those are big right now. But it's interesting that we could lose friends, like you said. This person was a follower of yours. They commented. You know, you didn't, you need to educate yourself that they would unfollow you because you said you do not support this. Like you, you support living. And even if your post was more pro Israel or more pro Palestine, why should someone who is your friend say, I'm no longer going to be your friend? Like that's not going to change that war over there. It's not going to change the war. And really, you know, even like we did all this voting and everything. No, we we didn't. But around the country, a lot of places had um, elections and everything. There was nowhere on any election where the wars in either Russia versus Ukraine or Israel versus Hamas was on a ballot. None of it was on a ballot. And no one's opinion about either of those wars made any difference on who did or didn't get elected yesterday. Nothing. Yes, because it's. I wasn't posting my beliefs around why Hamas is correct or why Israel is correct to defend themselves. I was just saying, here are the statistics. I wasn't arguing them. Right? I was just presenting something. It's it's quite different than if I stood up and said, uh, "Let's get rid of, let's annihilate all the Jews." Like that yes. was a different statement than just providing some facts in which you could say, "I'm definitely unfriending you." Like. That right, we don't align. Our value systems are way off. Okay. It's crazy exactly. how th how these environments just bring out people in ways that maybe you never thought possible. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was thinking about that that exact thought today because okay, we got these wars that's you know, people taking sides and stuff. But I could say, you know what, if, if if I see someone in an electric vehicle or a hybrid vehicle, I can say to them, you are supporting the war and the massacre of children that's going on in Sudan right now, right? And, or the Congo, right? And it'll go, how? Well, because children are mining the the, the materials, you know, that that's made, that goes to make um, 
these uh, ion batteries, these lithium ion batteries. You need other rare earth materials. And that stuff is being mined by children in the Congo. And because Western countries, we all want these batteries, these iPhone batteries and electric vehicle batteries. And it's children mining them. And you know who's running that that country? Two different militaries are running that country. And they all are getting the money and they all want all the money and they're just killing people. But we have our, you know, I have a high, I just bought a hybrid car. I'm happy to have my hybrid car, but I could say, you know, I'm supporting that. And right now the United States, we're one of the biggest um, financial aid to that government. Now we say we're giving aid to that government to keep it stable, right? And to help it. Mm -hmm. But cynics will say, no, we're keeping the flow of the, of that, of that, materials that those children are mining so that stuff keeps going to toyota and tesla and apple and blah 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 so that's crazy we so we're complicit in that like we were talking about who funds all these bombs that america's um selling who builds these bombs america's selling them to israel israel's bombing hospitals yeah. right or bombing cities in palestine or gaza well I'm driving a hybrid car with a, a, a lithium ion battery and those materials come from the Congo where there's a civil war going over there right now. And, and that stuff is being mined by children who work 24 hours a day and live in the mines. Oh my God. Right. right? It's crazy. I mean, you could take this stuff because we're in America. We're in the richest country in the world and at, almost everything we get comes from somewhere else. Like there's rare earth materials that are mined in China that people... It's the same thing. They there may be children. They may we don't even know because we don't have access to that. But we know it's not like working at GM. There's people in these mines in China mining rare earth, again, rare earth materials. And you know what that goes? That goes to our solar panels here. So when we're talking about going green and using solar and saving energy, you know, climate change and all this stuff, where is that stuff coming from? Our solar panel stuff is coming from the mines of China. And you know, you know those people aren't living good, but we don't care. And so you can make the point, just like you were talking about, someone was mad at you because you posted something about, about what's happening in Palestine, about the people, children, not just children, people dying under the onslaught of um, Israeli missiles and bombs and stuff like that. Those weren't your words, but that was what yeah. the post was about. I could go back to that person and say, do you have solar in your, on your home? Or do you have a hybrid or electric vehicle? Let's talk about, or do you have an iPhone? Let's talk about where the materials for that come from. Because none of that stuff comes from the United States of America. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so pick your battle. So, yeah. so if, 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 because you and I, even you and I, and we were best friends for 20 something years, you and I have slightly different views on this war. Yep. Right. And that's OK, because you and I agreeing or disagreeing is not going to change the outcome of that goddamn war. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to change. And if, right? I can be, if I can learn something along the way where I say, you know, where I say, man, even when we had our conversation about like, why don't we just stop it? Like last week. And you know that we can't just stop it like it's not going to happen. But my belief is like, yes, yeah, somebody should stand up and finally change just make a change, make a statement, put their heads down and do it. And you're like, no, that can't happen. Now, that wasn't a 
that wasn't I'm gonna unfriend you. That was okay, tell me more about that. Yes, like tell me yes. why that is. Oh, that you know is what? How yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know, I, I think you have a we've had a really good discussion, not about about this, of course, but also um you have a good perspective on um eating meat. Yes. Right? Because that is a in America and maybe elsewhere, that's a very divisive issue. And and you know facts, right? You, yes. You know, because you 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 went vegetarian and vegan, and you've been vegan for a while, and you dug into it, not just food, but food production, animal treatment, and and uh, animal byproducts in more than just food, you know, and um, um, alternatives and safe alternatives and things like that, and. It seems like, because we talked about this long ago, like one of our first three episodes that I was telling you about a, a science magazine issue or an article I read that there are enough insects in the world for us to get our protein from and we wouldn't have to eat animals. But that wouldn't even be vegan because we'd still be eating insects. Yeah. But you could stop the mass farming of large animals on the whole globe and have enough food for everybody because there are enough insects and we will never run out of insects because they're, you know, there's trillions, you know, there's tr- multiple trillions of them. And, but if you bring up veganism, because I've done it online, I asked, I, what time after that, I asked a very simple question because you and I had a discussion. I, I asked this question. I wanted to see what would happen. I just said, is honey vegan? Man, let me tell you, I think people still responding to that. On, on one of my timelines, it, look. It, it, generally, the, I think half the people said no. It is not because it's made by an insect. Yeah. But there were, the, in their words, there were vegans in their words who disputed that, and the argument went on for days. <laughs> it's very, you know, what's funny. It's very similar when someone says to me they love all animals, and I just go, "No, you just love dogs and cats." Right. Because legitimately, you would not eat something you love. Yes. Like you maybe you appreciate them, their their beauty, but you do not love them. You only love your dog or your cat. And that's maybe a great you point. have a hamster. So don't right. say you love animals. That that will that's a word that's a statement that triggers me. So when we go into like because we're coming close to the end, we have to get to our top eight things that we hate. Yes. I hate. I hate when someone says they love animals as they're eating a burger. That's a great point. See, that's a great point. That is a great point. And you know what? And so I still eat meat and you're a vegan and I don't get offended by you being a vegan. And I try my best not to go to uh, meat conversations and animal conversations with you because I know, you know, I've learned that that's, that's not your thing. And I can say, that through our discussions, I become more conscious of aware of meat, and I do eat less. Now, less is less. I'm not saying that's good. I need a pat on the back, but you know, it's a process. I'm like, okay, well, I think I think I'll get there. And it, it so to so my broader point through all this, whether it's the war or whether you know how we get batteries or diamonds or you know meat or something, there are these topics that can be divisive, and that we can talk or we can talk through. And work our way through and still maintain the esteem of the other person. Yeah. And I think that's that's also 
the the vegan platform is that we I prefer not to be preachy. Like I will go on vacation. I have friends. Uh, I, listen, there are only about one million vegans in the United States. So there's 320 million people. And let's just say for the estimate, maybe it's 2 million, but I, the last time it was like a million. Just think that small percentage. I don't know. I know one other vegetarian, but vegan, it do, it's like, it's super rare to hear. So yeah. I am not in a place that I deserve to be on some platform and tell you. So I've been around, my family still eats meat. My sister makes better decisions. My brother does. But ultimately, I am here as knowledge if anybody is interested or wants to learn more about it. But I will not because I was not a vegan my entire life. It's sure. only been six years. So I understand if, now listen, if I would have known today, if I would have known back then what I know today, sure. I would have stopped years ago. But yes, sure. I think it's I think it's super critical to be open to the dialogue. There are a lot of people, if I follow vegan people online and they go live and they say something like, hey, I'm vegan, there will be hundreds, hundreds of comments about like, I can't wait to eat that cow, like mm, meat, like legitimate Crazy stuff. people that have to prove some point when someone's saying, ask me anything about being veganism, you come on my platform and you just berate death of that's, sentient That's beings. nasty. Like, that is yeah. nasty. It I is. hate them too. It is. I hate you don't have to. Okay. So, okay. So that's, that's, that's one of your things you hate. Yep. What else do you hate? Oh God. I, I hate when I am at the gym. This is just drives me fucking crazy. Um, that, and we're going to go back and forth because I don't want to take any of yours okay. because you and I have some numerous conversations, but I hate when people don't put their weights back. Like legitimately, uh, <laughs> they will take 20 pound dumbbells, they'll use them and walk away like, bitch, I need your mama cleaning up after you. <laughs> and they don't even clean them off. They even, our gym provides wipes like so that you can clean off your equipment so no one gets sick. Oh my God. I hate it. Okay. So go, I'm going to give you two and now you have to give me two. Okay. So my, one of my is, um, cause I walk a lot, as you know, and I may have brought this up before. I'm going to bring up a little more specifically that, um, I hate to walk on the sidewalk and there are people on bikes on the sidewalk. Oh, shoot them. I absolutely hate it. And, and then I don't know, just this past week, I, there've been like people on bikes on those stupid scooters and i got another thing about the scooters and even a guy on like one of those one wheel freak bike i don't know what that, that little thing was and at one time i'm like there's literally a bike lane right next to us that my like, tax dollars help pay for yes and that they wind about like you wind to get this and there it is and you're not even on it okay so that's one another is speaking of those little rent scooters the way those things are just left everywhere, and like trash. Like crumbs, like crumbs. Right? Like, what the? I, I swear to God, like, every time I see those, I just want to just, like, break them in two. Although, I put that online, and someone said, I think it's Seattle, or maybe Portland or something, maybe Austin, that people hate those things so much. I'm pretty sure it's Seattle. They've just been throwing them in the water. <laughs> 
There was that show platonic with Seth Rogen or yeah, Seth Rogen. I think mm. his name is Seth Rogen, the comedian, but he was kicking them as he walked <laughs> as he walked <laughs> off the street. He would just kick them. He would just annoy them. I, I hate them. <laughs> I mean, in, they have them in New York, but there's a stall, like a bike rack you put them into. But here, they'd just be like in a crosswalk or someone. Yes, on the middle of the road. Like, why are they leaving them like that? I, I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate when you're going to check out and you buy something online. And as you're going through, they pop up all these ads that you have to decline or accept. So you've already placed your order and it says, hey, um, before you go, how about this? Do you need this decline <laughs> offer? Okay, how about this? It's like four or five times before I get my confirmation, before I get my confirmation number. Fucking hate it. Like if I wanted that bitch, I would add it to my card already. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so mine was just like that. So I, I shop at uh, for groceries at either Rayleigh's or Safeway. And I used a little, you know, you punch in your phone number or something, your little code or something. Before you put your um your your Apple Pay or your ATM or whatever, and then the little thing comes up, and I'm thinking I'm going to just go approve, or sometimes it asks you for a pen or something. But for the last year or so, every time, just like what you just said, it, it'll say, "Do you want to give some money to the veterans?" Oh like, my god! And I'm like, "Why That's are you trying to? Why? Why are you shaming me right here? I just need, I just need this donut, right?" I I just came here to get some Keurigs, right? You know, some taco shells. What? I don't want to think about that right now. Like, let me get out of line. And, it's, and so I thought, if I go through the self check, this is not going to bother me at all that. But it does. It does. Like, and oh you know what, God. sir? Let me tell you what I heard about some of these corporations. Now, not all of them. They've already made the donation. But they're trying to get their money back. I totally believe. That's so corporate cynical. <laughs> I totally believe that that's true. I totally believe it's true. Okay, I hate when I get my car wash and I get on the freeway and someone in front of me decides to turn on their fucking windshield wipers. <laughs> Did I you swear to God, you were dirty before you got on the goddamn freeway. <laughs> I swear to God, that's domestic terrorism. That is domestic terrorism. <laughs> domestic terror, like literally. I'm like, oh, and I don't want to turn on my windshield wipers because now I'm just moving shit around. So, because you're just getting the sprinkle. You're not even getting a full-fledged wash. So annoying. Right, and if you turn them on, it just smears and then you... <laughs> Hate it. Hate oh, my it. God. Okay, okay. So, th this is an old one, but it's it's still it's still in, in, my, top, in my top list. If I'm watching Netflix... And I'm binging something. And after that third episode, Netflix will say, are you still watching? And I'm like, I really want to get a Netflix executive, Netflix executive, like face to face and go, yes, the fuck I am. Why is it in your goddamn business? Like you $15 to mind your business. Yes. Like they're not losing money. Like nothing's happening with them. Like nothing is happening. Like, why are you coming into my like my private little space and asking me questions? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it is similar, if not the same, as what no, this is pretty. I hate when I go to a let's say it's Starbucks in this situation, and there's a line, there's always a fucking line in Starbucks. 
and you're probably there for 20 minutes and the person in front of you is there for 20 minutes they still don't know what the fuck they're going to order when they get up there. They're like, what? I'm not sure if I'm going to have this. or Bitch, you just had 20 minutes in line. What? You spent 20 minutes on your phone. You could have been on their online website looking at what you wanted, right? Or you could have looked at the board in front of you. You could have asked me. We're waiting here together. I can guide you through buying something. The, the, look, the barista does not, or the cashier does not want to ask, answer your questions in, in, in those no. moments. You have your phone. Look up the shit that you want. If anyone answer. Look, okay, look, <laughs> look, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I was in the mall and I went to, I think I brought this up, but I, I, I hate this so much. I got to say it again. I went to, it was Pete's Coffee. No, no, no. I take that back. It was Star, it was Star, Starbucks. And it was a kiosk in the mall, a little coffee kiosk. And I said, um, I asked for iced coffee. Hmm. And the polite um, person responded, we don't have any. Ice or coffee? Ice, <laughs> right. So I said, do you have coffee? They said, yes. I said, do you have ice? <laughs> And the lady said, she said, okay, I know what you're saying, but we can't do that. We can't do that. And I was like, so now, you know, I am, now I'm intrigued. Like, what? Like, is this some type of Starbucks regulation? You cannot combine ice and coffee? And so I said, okay, well, how about if I order a small coffee? And I, I order lemonade, but don't give me the lemon. Just give me the ice. Start <laughs> negotiating. I'm negotiating. And she just said, sorry. Then my daughter, my daughter's with me. Leave her. like, just forget it. No, don't. Daddy, leave her alone. And I was like, no, I'm trying to work this out. Like, maybe there's a way through this, this Starbucks thing. Like, it... <laughs> so I guess I would say I hate, I hate these corporations that give these stupid rules to their frontline people. Because that it's not her yes. fault. It's, it's Starbucks' fault. Like, why yes. would you give them that stupid rule? I was getting boba downtown at the Doco, and the girl in front of me said, can I get a mango smoothie boba with matcha? And the lady says, we don't have that. She goes, you have matcha? She said, yes. She goes, and there's a mango smoothie on your menu? She said, yes. She said, can't you just put some matcha powder in my mango smoothie? No, it's it's because I got to measure it out. And I don't know how much is in there. And I thought, holy shit, man. First of all, yes, it's not on the menu, but can you splurge a little bit? Oh. That, lady, that lady just went, you know what? I got two eyes in the ship. I, I'm not. I'm not measuring anything. I'm, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. You get what's on the menu. You don't pitch a fit. So okay, okay. Look, I got one more. I got one more. And, okay. and this has bothered me for a long time. Okay, and I don't know if this is in every state, but when you go to the gas station and you see like they have to post a sign that says how much the gas is, and they'll say out here it's fucking expensive. Gas is like five fifty or whatever the number is, and you go to the pump. And it's that same number. However, the big display number is the gas price if you pay cash. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's not the gas price if you use a credit card, ATM or something like that. And so, and so most people are buying gas using a credit card or Apple Pay or ATM card or something like that. But also most people see that are basing their buying, I shouldn't say most, are basing a buying decision on that giant sign. And it's totally misleading because if you have a, a decent sized car and gas is so expensive, if you're going to fill up, not, not that everybody fills up, but if you're going to fill up or you have an SUV or something, that get, that tank is going to cost you $80, dollars $100. Yep. Who is walking around with $100 cash to buy gas? No one. And if I do buy it with, with cash, that's girl math. That's literally free. <laughs> oh, my God. I have my last one. I mean, I can go okay. on with these. I cannot stand the last sip of water in a water bottle. Like I hate, <laughs> I hate that I'm still thirsty, but that last sip is warm. It's like I I don't know. I just it's nasty, but I can't. <laughs> it is giving up. The water, the water is like I'm giving you everything I got. <laughs> this is it. This is backwash at this point. It is is nothing. <laughs> I'm like, man, I hate to waste it, but I'm still thirsty. I hate that last sip. So we oh, have to do, we God. have to do next um, week. We do not next week, but at some point we have to do like the top, our top Christmas movies since Christmas is coming. Oh, and yeah. I, I and though you uh -huh. may hate Christmas movies, <laughs> there are listeners who love Christmas movies. And so even if you don't do them, I could do 10 Christmas movies that Perfect. people have to watch or something like that. Yeah, mine's probably The Grinch. That would be the only one I'd recommend. <laughs> it starts and stops right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You could put one and then zero beyond that. So there's, there's your ten. Oh, my God. We're This is a good one. I'm glad we got the opportunity to talk yes. about and laugh a little bit and, and um, you know, get back to our roots of, you know, just going shallow on some things. So we're able to do that this week. I do I like want it. to say before we wrap, I don't know about you, but selling Sunset, I'm already done. Okay, so we uh, we binged. I think we're on episode. We we watched six, and we have a couple more to go. We're going to finish them tonight. And you know what? It's such a great trashy TV show. I love it. It's I love I love. Okay, so let me just say something about the houses. One, I every house, I'm like, man, if I won the lottery, I'd buy that. If I won the lottery, I'd buy I that. know, right? Incredible, like beautiful stage beautifully i am just at i am you know what i hate i hate chelsea's outfits they are so unprofessional they are just nasty. Sometimes, sometimes they look tacky tacky like i don't know why those white ass big ass heels from the 70s i don't like those at all she can wear what she wants i'm not saying don't wear it i'm just saying for selling luxury real estate to have a bralette on with a white puffy shirt, it, it doesn't just look good. doesn't seem. Doesn't and she look good. and she has not that her her size matters, but she has a cute little figure because she you know she she's does. tiny, tiny, and tiny tiny women can wear a lot of things that yep. more voluptuous women can wear but get criticized for. Yes, and 
I just think that she needs a stylist. She can afford it, man. Yeah. She's, she can afford it. So I, I'm I'm done with that. I'm just waiting for the reunion on November 15th. Oh, okay. So we'll finish it tonight. And so, so my favorite still on that show is the lady named Chriselle. I like Chriselle, that lady. who just got married to G. G Flip, Flip G. G Flip, yeah. Yeah, because she, I, I, I told uh, Elian and, and Leah that she reminds me of you because she's also from the Midwest and she has really good common sense. Yes. Like oh. they be trying to make her to be the villain, but you know what? She will always, and look, I've been watching for seven seasons, that even when she gets into it, when she gets time alone, she'll go, you know what? She will self-analyze and say, well, I probably could do this, or maybe I could, you know, if I, I'll go ahead and apologize to make this situation better, or, you know, let me, let me state why this upset me. And, yeah. and she's always on point, always, always on, point. on point. She, she, she doesn't react. She provides, she brings back, like she brings it around from a psychology perspective yes. and she's very yes. vocal and communicates clearly and directly. Like, yes, I would, I would have to agree right. with your work. Yeah, she, we're very similar. <laughs> yeah, she has. She, she's one of my favorites. So we're gonna finish that tonight. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that next week because we'll have um, the reunion coming up. But we can recap on uh, the yes. month, and then um, I know we gotta go. There's a good movie for um, teenagers, a scary movie called Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, your teen nephews might like that. It's a popular video game. It's a very popular video mm-hmm. game, and sort of like Chuck E. Cheese characters go crazy, like that kind of deal. Okay. Um, and then Loki. Is out there. That's very good. And then um, I finally started watching Upload again. It's very good. Oh, season three. So and I finally finished season one of The Bear. Season one? <laughs> Don't judge oh, me. Man. Yes. It is very good, though. So I'm going to, I just binge it. So I'm going to binge. Um, I'm going to try to finish season two uh, this week as well. Yes, Chef. And you know, um, I will say we'll have your we have your bachelor party this weekend. Yes, so the the grooms women are taking you out for a big night of glow bowling. So yes. we'll talk about that next week and um, catch up on more TV shows because I finished the house the fall of the House of Usher, which was which was really good. Edgar Allan Poe. I, I will tell you how they integrated all his poems and shit into the. It was so good, right? Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. So um, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff coming up this week. Picked out the puppy. So we'll talk about that next week and um, let the audience know what names we're thinking. And maybe you could use your platform if you wanted to get a vote for the top three names. So we'll share that next week. What a great idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. you know what? Send, send me the final three again. Okay. And I'll, I'll put that out and see and see what, see what um, the vote is for next week. Perfect. All right. Great talking to you. Catch up later. Bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.